Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. That's back, huh? Yeah, man. It was <laughs> it was funny reading them comments and getting the, the mentions on Twitter. Uh, I've seen a lot of wild theories. Oh, word? Yeah, I see somebody say, uh, somebody actually thought I literally forgot. But no, I'm, he did. I'm, Literally, when we did the episode, we the first time we, we took it, we had to restart because yeah, we weren't used weird, to him yeah. not saying it. It wasn't a one take thing. But it's back, and we back. And today we're ranking centers. The last one, unless y'all want to go six man. No, we won't. The last category centers. This one was the one that that gave me the most problems. There's so many good centers in the NBA, mm-hmm. and so many players need to get respect. So I'm hoping our list is not the same, because usually we have like the same 10 yeah. or 11 players in different orders. There's so many good centers that I would not be surprised if there's like two people that didn't make my list that made Mike's list, or mm-hmm. two people that made my list didn't make somebody else's list. So I'm super excited to see where y'all got things. I spent a lot of time on it, because there's one specific player that I literally didn't know where to put him on my list, or if he should make my list, mm-hmm. but after talking to Twitter... Looking at some stats, he made the list. He didn't make mine. He didn't make yours? No. I'm going to give you the argument why he should have made y'all list once we get there. But we're going to start off with trivia. So the score is 2-1-1, right? With Mike being in the lead after one episode. So this first question. Today is also Through the Wire anniversary. Oh, yeah. I I just wanted to say that. The the day we uploaded the first episode of Through the Wire, September Mm -hmm. 3rd. Classic episode. Is it, Go check it out. It I don't like know if it's really a classic. I don't know if it's really a classic. It is because you can compare that what to what we, we had even now. talk about. It was a NBA over unders. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we we asked a lot of right things. We said now we're like the Pacers will make the playoffs, mm-hmm. where they were projected to not make it at all after the Oladipo tree. Um, there's a couple ones out there that we like. Oh, we hit right on that one, but a couple ones I was wrong on. Um, first question comes from Brody. Which NBA franchise has relocated five times? Five times. Five times in its uh, completion, right? The Clippers, the Jazz, the Hawks, or the Pelicans relocated five times. They were five different cities, maybe under some different names. Mm -hmm. You never really know, but five different locations. I'm going with the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz for Mike. Three seconds for the rest of y'all. I'm going to go Pels. Pels for Derek and P. I go Clippers. The correct answer was the Hawks. I talked about it last episode. You did? Yeah. How when, they they switch teams a lot, but they always keep the name the Hawks. They've been to St. Louis. They've been to um, a couple other places. Well, more than a couple other places, but they keep the name the Hawks. Always the Hawks. Next question comes from... Yo, y'all be having some weird names. Y-G-E-R-G-E-S. <laughs> Um, the, dude who, the dude whose name that is going to be like, yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's what actually happens when I do use yeah. like a question. They, they hit me up again. Which <laughs> one of these teams is the only team with a flawless month, meaning they lost zero games during that month mm-hmm. in NBA history? Is it the Boston Celtics? Is it the Los Angeles Lakers? Is the, it the Miami Heat or is it the Atlanta Hawks? Miami Heat. My, Miami Heat. Name the team again. The Heat, the Hawks, the Lakers, and the Celtics to go flawless in an entire month. Heat. Come on now. It's the Hawks. Y'all don't remember that year where they had so many all-stars? The whole – nope. The whole gen, I know what you're thinking. You're talking about like they were like a 26-game streak or something like that. And then the Bulls came in and took that over. Some some random. That wasn't crazy. It was too good to be true, but I was like – Seemed like 26 games would have been like – it wasn't 26. It, it was something. It was 20 around there, close to third. Something. The Hawks, that January of 2014, 2015, and then that got Cal Corver to be an all-star for Dwayne Wade's injury replacement. Shout out Cal Corver. Shout out He's Cal He's trying to be all-star this year, too. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it possible? No, it's not. It's not. And the very last question comes from Blackwing again. Y'all know he make almost every episode. I don't know. I, I don't know if I got one of his right yet. Well, hopefully your streak ends today. Kobe is the Black Mamba. Scalabrini is the White Mamba. Matt Bonner is the Red Mamba. Who, according to Basketball Reference, is the Orange Mamba? Is it Ron Baker? Is it Jordan McRae? Is it Carmelo Anthony? Or is it Matt Carroll? Matt Carroll ain't a name I saw in a long time. Shout out to former <laughs> Charlotte Bobcat. Matt Carroll. The Orange Mamba? The Orange Mamba. I wouldn't even want that nickname. See, the, the best thing about Blackwing's question is that all of these options he gave you, 
are possible. Yeah, they are. You know, so I, that's why I love his questions. I'm just go A. You don't even remember who A was, do you? No. Ron Baker, Ron Baker was A. I'm when in doubt, be it out. When in doubt, be it out. Okay, so that's Jordan McRae for Mike. <laughs> that's probably not it at all. And Pierre? Give me D. <laughs> and Matt Carroll. So the correct answer is Jordan McRae. Oh. He got his nickname because... He was a Tennessee alumni and had Kobe-like game comparisons while in college. <laughs> um, people also called him because he's a shot chucker and a ball hog. See, that's what you got to do on your test. If you don't know the answer, it's B. Yeah. And then even like Carmelo Anthony. I know we know Carmelo Anthony enough to know it's not the Orange Mamba. Right, but like yeah. he led Syracuse to a championship. Mm-hmm. So the Orange Mamba, if you didn't really know much about Melo, could be a possibility. So what's the score right now? Mike just got another one right, so that's three, three for you, and that's one, it. One. Three, one, one. So you got a two point lead. Damn, Mike. Can With you six slow down? To go. Can you give us some questions, please? <laughs> you just won a belt. Yeah, you <laughs> right. literally just won a belt. No, I'm trying to retain it, so I need you to slow down. We gonna you, see who you, you got. Know. Some time. It's the third. Yeah, you got six yeah. episodes left. Six episodes until we crown a new champion, or you get to keep it. I'm going to move on to these centers. Oh, no, no, no. As we started recording this video, FIBA just finished all this. The USA team just played against Turkey, right? Mm-hmm. And I know y'all to get to watch it because y'all are on y'all way to the set. But when I tell you, that Team USA team, <laughs> it's just so bad. They're not doing it? <laughs> They're not. I think they shot 35% from the field. Mm-hmm. A lot of iso ball, man. A lot of iso ball between, like, Donovan Mitchell, Kemba Walker. Even Chris Middleton was getting iso touches. I'm like, that's not a guy. I mean, I compared really... to what we used to have, it used to be LeBron and KD and Kobe exactly. getting those yeah. iso touches. Now it's some of these younger guys. Exactly. Maybe it's not they. It's not their time for that right now. Which is, which is very interesting because uh, at the end of this game that, USA barely made it because um, Jetty Ozzie missed four free throws and then some other guy on the team who's not an NBA player missed another two. Like, they missed a bunch of free throws. Uh, Jason Tatum rolled his ankle. And that's what we're guessing it is. I think yeah. we, have, I, got, we just yeah. got an update. He said, said he rolled his ankle. He got just, carried off the court. Yeah. So it just said rolled ankle? Yeah. If you're JT, do you just stop? Is it not worth it at this point? Because you never really know. You roll your ankle. Do you really want to come back? Yeah. They already got too many players in the roster. Yeah, and for him, I think he just got to prioritize it, man. This is supposed to be his big season. Yeah, so yeah, he has to just stop playing. You got to chill. You got to chill. I would chill, and then that's why a lot of the other players decided not to come. It's like mm-hmm. the injury risk may not be there for them. Like Team USA is a team that wins consistently like every year, so for them that medal may not mean anything compared to like a Turkey. If Turkey won it, that's like the biggest thing they've done in basketball history for them. Or if Serbia won it, which I think Serbia team will win it, that gold medal means so much more to them than it would for an American player because Americans usually win that tournament. Thing with um, Giannis said, like, yo, I've traded my MVP for a gold grease, and then he went out to drop 13 today. Tur- is it time for the for the rankings? It is okay. Do you want me to start off? Yeah, go ahead and hit your number 10, Mike. My number 10 is Al Hor- or not, not Al Horror, Miles Turner is my number 10. Okay, who you know, I, I was talking to KB yesterday, and I had somebody else there at that 10 spot, but I'm not gonna lie, you convinced me just because I, I kind of re looked at it, I, I assumed some stats. Uh-huh. Figured out what it really was. And I think Miles Turner, he's going to – I looked at that second year that it was kind of like a downfall. I think part of that was with the injuries and Victor Oladipo missing some time. But last year, I think he really bounced back. Uh, he shot well, can protect the rim. He runs the floor. And I think he just – as much as you – he's what you need in the center if you're trying to make deeper playoff runs. You know the funny thing is? I convinced you to put him on the list. He did not make the list. He didn't make the list. list. He, did. he was there is. when we were talking, but right. as I went a little bit more into it, he, he fell he out made, he, he made it over the other dude he was talking about? No, the other dude made it on the list. Uh, well, I'm curious to see what your list looked like. Yeah. Now, but yeah. Are we talking about – Y'all don't have Miles Turner? I do not have Miles Turner. I, no, I have Miles Turner. Too. Yeah, he's my 10th guy. He, and he's higher than 10. I couldn't put him on now. Yeah, I couldn't put him on there either. Um, but my number 10 was Al Horford. Yeah. I do want to show a lot of love for uh, Marcus Saul, man. He was this close. He's on my short list, too. Because he, I think well, this is not based on any stats because I don't have the stats for this. But as far as like the eye test, I think he's the best defending like one-on-one center in the entire NBA. Yeah. The what he did to Vucevic in the first round, the what he did to Joel Embiid and in in, when they mm. went against each other in the second round. I don't know if there's any center that can really do that. Right. I think it's Plus, just it's just a, a combination of his IQ and his height. Yeah, and, and his, his body. Length. Yeah, yeah. He's his just, body. He's very body smart. solid, bro. That, that screen he set on Andre, Andre Godala. Literally, I don't even know if he felt that. I blasted him, yeah. But Andre Godala was on the ground. Like, and he's got a huge. <laughs> he got the title as the Joel stopper. Yeah. And he, I know Joel got to be happy to have him on his team now. Oh, wait, are we talking about the same people? 
Marcus. We've talked about Marcus. Oh, oh yeah. I'm thinking of Al, Al Horford. Al Horford, yeah. I'll go on to Al Horford why he yeah. made the list. He's one of the most versatile centers in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and the major downfall for Al Horford is the fact that he's not a great rebounder <laughs> or even a good rebounder at this point. Mm-hmm. But now he's just teamed up with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Uh, um, Tobias Harris is a pretty good rebounder for his, side, uh, for his position. So I do like Al Horford a lot. And I know that this season he's going to be running a lot of power forward because mm-hmm. of the way their lineup is going to be orchestrated. But based on last year, he was a center. <laughs> And he made the list. I like Al Horford a lot. My number 10, I got uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Um, looking at my list, I should have had somebody else in there. But we'll get to him when he talk when we talk about him. But uh, it was hard to put Nurkic in here because uh, we know he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I guess <laughs> they expect him to be back before February. But that means it could be until February. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just feel like he played a big part for that team last year. Um, he was missed a lot in the playoffs, even though they did real well. I think they could have did even better with him. Oh, for sure. Um, and the one thing I like about him and the, his game is kind of is, is rising every year. He's getting better and better. Uh, he shoots the free throws real well. Mm-hmm. Average basically a double double, um, sixteen and ten, almost uh, three and a half assists. I just think those numbers are good for a big man at ten. That's solid. Definitely can be better. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see how he returns after his leg injury because for him to be out that long, I don't know. Because it's a broken leg, right? Yeah. I would I, I would have thought that he would be back by the that's start. What I, that's what I assumed, too. So, mate, he like, did. It was like a full crack, though. Like, it, it yeah, fully true. split. So, true, maybe true, it's, true. they got to let everything completely heal true. before he gets back on it. And he's a bigger person. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. usually take longer to heal. Yeah. And also, I mean, I think he only averaged like one block and one steal, but his defense is part of the reason why they're always so high. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely the anchor of that team. Yeah. He's definitely, he's one of those not a shot blocker, but a good defender guy, yeah. similar to like Al Horford and a couple other centers on this list. Derek, who's your tier? I got Clint Capella. Okay. Uh, He's giving you 13 rebounds, almost 15 points a game, protecting the rim. He's very solid for that Rockets team. I think he's kind of the big reason why they're so good because they're a completely different team without him. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess that is true. Mm-hmm. I keep it yeah, I think, he, right he, on, I think he got it on the roll. is just so I think he major got, to that I think team he got to add that, that corner shot. Yeah. He got oh, to. That's, I don't know. Uh, he's been shooting it in yeah, the FIBA, think, at least in the, in the <laughs> exhibitions. I don't know what Everybody's he's been doing trying in the to. I mean, if, if he could just be. It seemed like all the centers. If the he could shoot 25% from that corner three, threes. I think they'd be cool with 25%? that. 25%? He don't even have to shoot it at all. He's yeah. pretty good without it. Yeah, he doesn't but he, Sometimes he'd he be in eliminated, though, from games just because that's spacing. Well, they what, don't even play. Especially, them. I mean, the, they just put that's mainly the Warriors, though. PJ Tucker at the five. And the thing is about Clint Capella is that he's one of those players that. I'm not sure how good he really is because yeah. of his role. I believe that a lot of centers can play that role. Yeah. Just be athletic. James mm-hmm. Harden can make any center look great. And and maybe that's part of the reason why he did not make my list. Spoiler alert, he didn't um Capella's not on my list. And he's one of the guys that was on my short list for sure. Mm. But it's just like a lot of the centers in the league can do what he do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the one thing that he probably excels at is his rebound, which is mm-hmm. great. But, like, he catches his lobs. Yeah, I was going to say he hasn't – he's gotten better at what he does, but he hasn't really improved his game. Yeah. And he's just like – he's a big piece of the puzzle because, obviously, a couple years ago when him, Chris Paul, and James Harden were on the court together, I think they lost, like, two games total. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's insane. But then again, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll move on to my number nine. I'll, I'll go into nine because okay. Clint Capella is my nine. Okay, great. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, I agree with Derek. He puts up good rebounding numbers. For him to be such a basic player as far offensively as a postman, for him to almost average 17 points is crazy because he does nothing but roll. It's, I mean, it's kind of predictable he's going to roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with both of y'all. His game has not really grown much, but I also think that the the uh, the system that he is in doesn't allow that. It, mm-hmm. it won't ever allow that. He's going to be James Harden's role, right. man, and that's just what he has to do. I applaud him for growing into that role mm-hmm. the way he has over the years because, you know, he was just like a guy they threw out there and he turned into a real starting center for them and, and was impactful. Like KB just mentioned, that year that they was all together on the court when healthy, they were they were good. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is I have him on my list and I don't have Andre Drummond on my list. Okay. Mm-hmm. And – Andre Drummond has 
better rebounding numbers. For he's sure. probably up, what? Let me see. He's like the best rebound in recent history. Yeah, I'm pretty he sure he's yeah. has 15 rebounds. It's it something crazy. 15 like point that. something. They average the same amount of blocks. Uh, he yeah he averages fifteen point six three more rebounds to click about numbers man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I just like that Clint Capella actually. I don't know. He's kind of it hasn't grown, but neither has Drummond. And Drummond, yeah. I expect much more than Clint Capella. Drummond is a guy that I think should be an All Star type center every single year. I don't think uh, Vucevic should ever make an All Star team over him. And it just felt like when Blake Griffin wasn't on that court, Andre Drummond wasn't really like he. I, I don't know. When that team didn't have Blake Griffin, they wasn't on shit. That's what I was well, going to say. Without, with, with, on, without Blake Griffin, they weren't making the playoffs like that. Like No. They were barely making it. With Blake Griffin, they were barely making it. I just think that's a it's a difference in role, right? Yeah. Like, But I, I was going to say, because they both didn't make my list, but they're like right, very similar to each other in the terms of it. And, you know, what you said about Clint Capella growing, I think there were some statements that he had came out and said that, the thing that he really needs to work on is just being aggressive. You know, against that Warriors team, we talked about how he needed to be aggressive to be more effective. He can't let, you know, Draymond always get that rebound over him. He can't let, you know, people block his shot that are a couple inches smaller than him. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I think that's the, the biggest X factor on him is his aggressiveness. I, I do have Drummond somewhere on this list, and I'll talk about him when I get there, why, I, why he deserves to be on this list in my eyes. But my nine was Nurk. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just he was very impactful for them last year. His playmaking out the high out the high post or the top of the key was insane for a center. And he didn't get many options to playmake, but when he did get the options, it was there. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the season, they gave him more reps as one of the playmakers. And it, it's funny that like a lot of the European big men come into the league and they're like pretty decent right. playmakers. They, like, they practice division. fundamentals over there. Yeah, um, I mean it was between him and Jokic with that Nuggets team before he got traded. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They had, they had very similar play styles, and that's yeah, that's why they couldn't. Coach exists mm-hmm. um but he's one of those players that continue to get better every year as, as i think pierre mentioned earlier and he's so impactful that like i i really believe that when he d- comes back they're gonna be like peace out hassan Whiteside, we're getting you out of here on the last year of your deal because Nurkic is back we don't need you mm-hmm. and uh Nurkic is a very decent player i just hope that he continues to grow because an injury like this could stagnate um the Gregorian process, the development process. So, it guess we have to wait George to see. a year to get back to being right because some of that, exactly. some of that process of development is going to be rehabbing your leg exactly. back to full strength and not being we afraid. Saw Gordon Hayward too. Yeah, yeah. it it takes some time to get that confidence back yeah. off after a major injury. Like yeah. he did nothing but come down on a rebound and it's just snapped. Yeah, like those, that's some scary those, stuff. Yeah, those type of injuries hurt you mentally because. I mean, it, sometimes it just takes your aggressiveness away that you don't want to go and put your body through that or you put your body in that position to get hurt. Yeah. You know, it makes it look that when you see other players and they're, they're putting their, their body in that position, you look at that like, are they, you know, are they about to get hurt? Right. It's all mental. So who's your nine? Um, uh, one of y'all. I got Drummond at number nine. Okay. Um, he's putting up 17 and 15. It's, it seems like his impact is just better than what um, is shown in the team. But I feel like he's going to be very solid. And he's shown the ability to try to improve his game. Mm-hmm. So that also is why I have him at number nine. What's your nine, Mike? My number or my nine was Al Horford. And, I mean, the stats don't always speak superstar, but he has almost superstar impact when he's on the court in terms of his two-way ability, able to play make from the center spot. He can knock down, you know, the three. He could knock down the pick and pop. He can post up smaller guys. He can bring almost everything to the table mm-hmm. without, you know, giving up anything. And yeah, he developed into a shooter, which is something you didn't expect. Right. Um, well, not a shooter, but mm-hmm. you have to at least respect Another it. guy that was part of that Atlanta Hawks team mm-hmm. that had multiple All-Stars. Um, I'll move on to my eight, which was Andre Drummond. Now, what I learned on Twitter is that Andre Drummond may be one of the most polarizing players in the NBA. And maybe that's due to the fact that he plays in Detroit and not many people are watching. I fall into that category. Or people believe that he's just a rebounder and he does nothing else. And I fell into that category, too. So mm-hmm. I went on to Twitter and I've, I tweeted, I don't know if Drummond is good at basketball. People took that too literal, first yeah. of all. Obviously, he's good at basketball. He's in the damn NBA. But I made comparison to his peers. Like, we were making a center list. How yeah. good was Andre Drummond compared to the 15 centers in the league mm-hmm. that I think are really good? And apparently, he's number eight on his list. Now, best rebounder in recent history. Like, not, not even just, like, leave my defensive assignment to get a rebound, like like a Hassan Whiteside. But, like, in the right position he's, at he's all the time. Him. Right. I mean, even at 6'11", he, he looks sometimes undersized, and he could still – you know, he has the athleticism and drive to go get those rebounds, which shows that it's it's more than just, you know, being big right. for him. And he averaged like 17, I think it was 17 points per game without mm-hmm. really having 
any moves <laughs> like at all like it's offensive board put it back up miss yep. offensive board put it back up okay this time it goes in so no offensive uh, game at all but last year before Blake Giffen, Griffin came there he was one of their primary playmakers and I went back to watch I watched a half of a game of him being the primary playmaker like I asked Twitter which game would you go to his vision is pretty damn good for a center. Right. And then his defensive impact, as far as like when he's on the floor, his defense is X. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, the and play- I don't see him as an individual defender, mm-hmm. but there was a one series. You remember that series, the, the Detroit Pistons went against the Cavs, Cavs right? Yeah. And they got swept. <laughs> they got swept yeah, by yeah. the Cavs. But he had one game, he had the LeBron James assignment. Nobody stops LeBron, but he did a damn good job of keeping up with LeBron for that one game. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. He he's able to use his athleticism to kind of keep up and, and out hustle a lot of other centers. But on the opposite side, the reason why I wasn't sure if he was that good is because he was unplayable against the Bucks. He was their best player, but he was also unplayable against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They got booed off the court, yep. and he did nothing. He did nothing. He could not guard anybody on that team. Can't shoot free throws. Can't. Well, he's getting better. He's like sixty-eight percent from his thirty percent. Right. (laughs) He started after thirty. I take sixty-eight over thirty. Exactly. Um, So that's why I'm saying he's so Mm -hmm. polarizing because he doesn't have an offensive game, an insane rebounder. I would say a decent defender, a decent playmaker, but he's impactful. Uh, I I mean, I can't be mad at anybody for having Drummond on their list. I just expect a little bit more. And it's just, I don't know. It's something about Drummond. He obviously puts up solid numbers, especially mm-hmm. when you talk about the rebounding standpoint. But it's just something missing from him. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Uh, even though I'm looking at the game log from last year, he just has a lot of games where he just be like, yeah, like this. I'm looking at a game right here that just pops up 26 minutes against OKC as four mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at another game against Miami. Played twenty, uh, damn near twenty five minutes. That's five points. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because? Right well, he doesn't have an offensive game. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He yeah, yeah he averages whatever it is, a seventeen to fifteen. A lot of these guys, but is it like a dominant type uh, of way? Is he taking over a game to help them win? You know what I mean? Playing that center position, don't have many offensive games. Yeah. Rudy Gobert does not have an offensive game. Clint Capella doesn't have an offensive game. Like so, but. But the, but I, those so, they have guys that can create shots for exactly. them. Exactly. Like Clint Capella has the best player. Fifteen rebounds. I mean, my gosh, that he should be getting damn near half of his points or more than half of his points right. off of second chance yeah. points. Well, the thing I mean, is, that's what they do. Blake Griffin is a playmaker. He's one of the best playmaker bigs in the league. Mm-hmm. But he's not on yeah. Harden's level or, for sure. No, no. But he's a better playmaker than anybody on the uh, Jazz. But it's also a bit different because Donovan Mitchell is a guard. Yeah. And he it, just by him getting and to Joe the paint, Ingles. it brings someone over. Blake Griffin, yes, Blake Griffin is probably the best playmaker other than Andre, I mean, other than um, Draymond at the power four position. But it's completely different when you have a guard creating for you yeah. than the another big Jordan man. No, no. Hell no. He hasn't been good for a couple years. No. Because that's kind of where Drummond is going. He's going in the DeAndre Jordan type of lane. I mean, obviously, right now they're on two different spectrums. So I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's compared to him. And last year with the Knicks right. and him booming around. But when you think about prime DeAndre Jordan on those yeah. Clippers teams, that's he's the, really one, and one, Drummond. But even right. at that point, Drummond was a top center. I'm not Drummond, sorry. Jordan yeah. was a top center. But, that's and, yeah, top but I think that was part of the reason because the team he was with. And they were so successful, except for, I mean, the postseason. But other than that, they was Lob City. Right. It's just, right. I, I honestly believe that if Drummond had a good playmaking mm-hmm. guard, yeah. He would be. He can average twenty points per game. He probably could. He just doesn't have I mean, that. He's damn near there without it. Exactly. It he is. has Reggie Jackson as his point guard, and we know Reggie Jackson not playmaking for him. So, like, if he had, and I, I don't like this talking hypotheticals, but yeah. if we're comparing situations for Clint Capella and Drummond, if 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 Drummond had James Harden on his team. He's definitely averaging 20. Yeah. Because that's added, what, three more lobs. The lobs that Drummond's not getting, that's added at least three more just from having James Harden on the team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Drummond will ever have an elite guard because he plays in Detroit unless they go out and draft they one. Nobody's signing there. I said elite guards. Um, He's a elite guard? Not anymore. <laughs> uh, but it, I don't think he'll ever get to that point where mm-hmm. he has an elite guard. But if we're comparing situations, I, I definitely believe that if Drummond had one of those guys, mm-hmm. he would be putting up way better numbers. He just doesn't yeah. have that. I hope so. Uh, hopefully, one day we'll be able to see. Did, ever, I want, did Detroit ever hit the reset button? I mean, he's yeah, still he relatively. Be coming, be I think this is their year that they're trying to figure mm-hmm. it out. You want to say Blake Griffin? Is this Blake the last contract year? up? Because he's. I think he's I got think maybe two a, more years. Two more years. Um, but I mean, also, they, the, they made the moves future. to try to be good this year. They picked right. up. Um, Derrick Rose. They got Shafi now, too, who had some more shooting to that lineup. And then they picked up Tony Snell. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know he's not a real he's needle. 
Yeah, we did see him at the airport. <laughs> he was having some trouble with that damn machine, just you like were, I was. Too. <laughs> um, yeah, but before we go on to our whoever's giving the next play, we're gonna take our first break. Um, at eight for me, I got Miles Turner. Um, uh, compared to a lot of these guys, his aggression isn't. I don't know. I, it, it's all, not there. Yeah, we all know that. All believe Miles Turner aggress- aggressively can go up another notch. But I think for the, the Indiana Pacers team that they have, I just think he fits and he does exactly what he needs to do sometimes. Of course, every player on every team, you you would want to do more and better. Mm-hmm. But the 2.7 blocks he averages, he shot damn near 38% from the three-point field on around three attempts. He rebounds around the Al Horfordish type yeah. rebounding level. Yeah. And you would like um, that to be higher for his size. Higher for yeah. his That's size. part of the aggression part. And yeah. then uh, he's like a 13-point scorer. Um, I like where he's at on my list. It gives him room to grow. I think he can. I think he will. Uh, we've been saying that the past couple of years. But the team is good when he's out there. They, they're a successful team. Uh, maybe that's just a luxury to have. Yeah. To be I honest. mean, someone who's just gonna who's gonna you know protect the rim and also space the four for you offensively. I think it's just gonna help your team. Sometimes out. at this position, that is just all you need to do. Yeah. You know, it's um, interesting. I was looking at his um his shot attempt numbers. He very, very rarely takes shots at the rim. Mm-hmm. He is not a traditional center in any sense. Like, he shoots 31, or 32% of his uh, total shots were at the rim, which is, like, at the 20 percentile, which means that 80% of other centers in the league shoot more yes, than 32%. Right, he yeah. should be one. I mean, I, this is his game. I'm not going to tell yeah. him to change his game because he's been doing a pretty good job at this game. But with his size, you expect him to at least get some post touches or yeah. get some offensive boards. I mean, that comes with him evolving his game, though, and he feels more comfortable posting up. But you want to hear something people. crazy? Mm-hmm. As far as long twos. The long twos, yeah. 97 percentile, which means I that believe it. it's he only 3%. 3% of, and this is compared to other centers, by the way. It's not compared to guards. Compared to other centers, only 3% of centers take as many long twos as him. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like you said, it's his game, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's think, that, it's because he shoots forty one percent there, so I can't yeah. tell him he's wrong because I, he's shooting above average. And I think he, I think it helps the team. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that team if they can die, they can get to the rim more. Right. Oladipo, Darren Collison last year, guys attacking the rim. I think that's going to help them and complement that team to be more versatile. And he protects the rim. I think if you look at a guy like Drummond or Capella, if they could shoot the ball forty one percent from mid range or thirty eight percent from three, imagine how much better their teams would be or how much easier it would be for them. So uh, he definitely has to add to his game, mm-hmm. but I like what he does. Yeah, his aggression. Uh, he's not on my list, and part of that yeah. is because of the aggression. He only shoots like two and a half free throws per game, and I'm trying to put that into comparison. Drummond shoots five. Capella gets a lot of free throw attempts, right? Capella yeah. shoots four, and then like the best of the best, Joel Embiid shoots like ten. Mm-hmm. Shot ten yeah. yeah, so – I personally, I do like a center that's a little bit more aggressive, but I understand because he is such a good defender, and I think he's disrespected there because he doesn't get like the all defensive team votes at all. Yeah, he was pushing for it too. Yeah, I thought he deserved to be on. I think he was on my third list, third team mm-hmm. list as far as centers go. He'd be a good two K two K center for me. I like the guys that can shoot and block. Real simple, get your ass out the way. It's two night twenty nineteen. Not want nobody posting up, clogging up that paint. Get your ass out the way. I got Al Horford at number eight. Just because it's simple. Just because of the impact. And that when the playoffs come around, he's the guy that you want anchoring your team. Makes sense. Num- um, number eight, I got Brooke Lopez. Ooh, so so me and Mike talked about our list. I thought about it. I thought about it, too. I was, he was so close. I took him off at the last minute. Me and Mike talked about our list. And Mike was saying, is Blank on your list? And I was like, yeah, he on my list. Is who? Just Blank. I, I oh, oh. I'm like, yeah, he on my list. And you say him, I'm like, hell yeah, he on my list. None of those players made my list. <laughs> <laughs> because Brooke was one of those players that he was like, the Brooke Joe no, make Brooke your list? Was, I was like, Brooke hell Lopez yeah, he was high on my, on my list. list. Just because how valuable he is. And, I mean, Pierre Lilly just said it. Sometimes you just need a center who could shoot the ball, protect the rim, and just get out the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially for his situation in in Milwaukee with Giannis, I think it's a dreamlike situation. From what he's gone to, I was just thinking about it, man. Like, think about how much he probably just expanded his career and the money he's probably yeah. going to get just because yeah. he just turned from a post score mm-hmm. into a, like a, a three and D type center. Yeah, his his LA yeah his play style too. is very very unique. right. I mean, he shoot, he shoots six. Three's a game and shoots almost, I think, above 35%, which is higher than... step back three. Yeah, which is higher than some guards out here. So yeah, 36%. Like, yeah, that's insane. It's crazy. Um, and they're not even close. Yeah, like, he's, he's just like he's deep. Behind. He's like and shooting then, Lillard range. I mean, the only yeah. knock on him is the... Is Y'all know the, why he do that? 
Oh, I, well, I think he did. Well, because his feet so damn big. Uh, so he get his feet on the line? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he, he be lost to them. Splash Mountain. Yeah. But he's also part of the reason why uh, Milwaukee was so good last year, defensively blocking the ball, rebounding the ball. They were all, you know, Top of the top of the, the charts. Yeah, he like German to me. I can't. I can't. I, he's not on my list, but I'm not mad at all that y'all have him on y'all list. I'm glad that we have different because a lot of like you said earlier before we did this, a lot of people deserve love. Yeah. For for the way that they play because we can't mention everybody. So I'm glad that y'all are saying Drummond and Brooke and I'm sure Derek gonna have somebody I have on my list for sure. Uh, Reggie, Adam. he gonna have Stephen Adams somewhere. Nope. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought, uh, yuck. Why would I Steven Adams? Hey, we, we used to talk about Steven Adams. Like, he's that man, though. Like, man, I love Steven Adams. He's a player who loves our rest bone feet. Brooke Lopez shot 76% at the rim last year. Isn't that crazy? 76? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. more than... I'm, what's his field goal percentage? Oh, uh, I don't know. Some of these dudes, they ain't... They ain't his effective field goal percentage is 57%, which is damn good. But at the rim, he shot 76%. That is insane. But he also, obviously, compared to previous years, he shot a total of 140 shots at the rim. But, like, his prime, when he was back to the basket, it That's was That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine Joel Embiid in, in five, ten years. He's just a streak 3 and D shooter. Like, yeah, last time. 45 from 45 field. from the field. Yeah. Um, my seven. We all did eight, right? And he played 81 yeah. games last year. That's yeah. time for Brooke. My seven was Vucci May. Same. I think, it's, I think it's a perfect spot for him. Yeah, he's I had think an all-star so season. He had um, career stats across the board. Almost. Yes, and he's always been decent. But this yeah. year he went from decent to good to all-star, which is great for him. And then he also was the primary scorer on a team that – a Magic team that many people didn't expect to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They took a game one against the champions. Mm-hmm. And um, even though Vucevic was taken out of that series because, like like I said, um, yeah, Marc Gasol was yeah. on that ass, You're right. he's still a very decent player and – I believe that that Orlando Magic season wasn't a fluke. I think they're going to come back and be just as good next yeah, year. Yeah, they're coming back with almost the same team. Yeah, yeah. and plus some. Yeah. So Vucevic, um, very good. I think his expected wins or his added wins was ridiculous. If we talk at like advanced numbers, mm-hmm. that's how important he was on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, defensive, he ain't really good, but he's got players around him that, that really compliment him not being a very good defender. Shout out Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, though. Yep. His added wins... Um. Expected win, sorry, is plus 25. That's and, crazy. And its effective uh, differential was 10. Mm. 94%. 94% percentile. Like, <laughs> his impact is crazy. And defensively, his impact looks good because he's also playing alongside very good defenders. So Vucevic, great season. Only t- turning 29 right mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah. of the season. So he's still got a lot of years left. And he just mm-hmm. got his contract extension. Yeah. So shout out to Vucevic. I gave my number seven. It was Nico. Nikola Vucevic. Yep, yeah, we had this. No, <laughs> my number seven is Lamarcus Aldridge. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> it is because Lamarcus Aldridge being a center for the last couple of years really screwed over a couple players that I wanted hey, to put on this list. <laughs> but I gotta put respect on on Lamarcus' name. Yeah. All star, <laughs> one of the best. Still. I mean, in this day where all you see big shooting threes, he's still one of the you know best back to the bat. Yeah. He's been one of the most consistent players this decade, and that's why he made the All Decade list a couple uh, weeks ago from all, um, the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's just he's very consistent. Uh, my number seven is is a seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a seven. Yes, uh, it's Al Horford. Uh, you know, we all know Al Horford, solid player, does what he has to do. Uh, who he is rebounding wise is just who he is, but I I think like you said he's with Joel and B now that helps uh, Ben Simmons. He ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. Um, but the thing I think I like about Al Horford is that he does shit that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, his IQ level, he's such a cerebral player that it's just is it it helps win games, and I yeah. guess that's why every and I, I I'm not a person that tries to use this a lot because you have to come and play the game, mm-hmm. but. He has won every stage of basketball. He he's a two time champion yeah. in college in Florida. He came on to a terrible Hawks team. They mm-hmm. became a, a perennial All Star team. He went to the Celtics. They won. Now he's with the Sixers. That look to be the favorite. He's just a winning guy when it comes to IQ level. Yeah. He knows how to play winning basketball. Never he, miss the playoffs. He can uh, shoot the three, like we mentioned, extending his range. He's going to knock down free throws. He can pick and roll. He can pick and pop. He can play right. from the elbow, handoffs, backdoor passes. He's defensively. We all yeah. know. I mean, I, it was a, it was a time I forget. Good locker room guy. It was when they, I forget which game it was, but I was talking to KB about it. 
um, it was a certain play where like Jalen Brown hit a clutch three in the corner. And uh, like I said, I was talking to KB about it, but I was like, you you didn't see the part before that where Al Horford got like a really clutch chase down block and he got the rebound and he passed mm-hmm. it up for outlet. Right. And then it hit, Jason, it, right. it hit Jalen Brown. But that's the type of plays that Al Horford makes that you might not see. And he did make the, miss the playoffs once in his career. With the Hawks. With yeah. the Hawks. Yeah. One of his last And that's something these young guys should pay attention to because you're not always going to be as good as talent-wise mm-hmm. <clears throat> as Carthony Towns, Anthony Davis, these guys. But for these bottom half, these young guys that we talked about, like Miles Turner, Miles Turner has similar numbers to Al Horford. They right. average around 13, 14 points, seven or so re, uh, rebounds. He blocks a couple more shots than Al Horford. He's bigger. He should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's those little things that may don't may not show up in the stat sheet, mm-hmm. like that play you just named, mm-hmm. uh, being able to, to play – in many different ways offensively. Because I, I believe that same game, he um, the story with him was he wasn't even doing much offensively. Like, he was having a tough game. Mm-hmm. But he made, you know, he still has the impact to make a big defensive play to help win the game. Yeah, because just, that versatility as a big man is goes like his prices. Right. Yeah. Because you can put Al Horford and you can pair him with anybody on mm-hmm. his, on his list. He can mm-hmm. play with any other. Like, if the Jazz was to sign him, mm-hmm. we would have been like, damn, okay. He gonna be they would have been and that's why I don't think he's overpaid like some people may no. think because he's so impactful. No, people are like oh, uh, thirteen <laughs> points for this much money, and it, he gonna help. Come on, now. He really is. And we if we talk about the centers who you know get taken out in the playoffs because they you know they don't have a certain part in the game that they can bring. Al Horford, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. I gotta be hard to take him off the floor actually. In all actuality, and MB won't have to guard the best. The best center on the other team I'm every night. I'm just from the standpoint that Embiid going to be able to take a lot of nights off. Yeah. Because you're going to be able to slide his ass right to the five. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if he get in foul trouble, we all talked about last year how he looked tired at the end of some games. Take his ass out, slide. <laughs> That's going to be a big-ass burden lifted off of Joel Embiid's shoulders uh, going into the season. Yep, but, And it'll just help that Sixers team because they'll have like a legitimate person who can really just face the floor with them, especially with Ben Simmons being their, their natural ball handler. We have to see how Ben Simmons shoots the ball. When Embiid did load management last year, who was their center? They had a bunch of Bobby. They had, they had um, yeah. um, Muscala for a while. So, yeah, so now that's. Yeah, they're so, so much better. Yeah. I, I, that's why I prayed that when they'll actually. Right? For the first time. Didn't half they have Mike season. Scott, too? I don't know if he played Mike center. Mike Scott he was there. I don't know if he really played center. But they also had like Amir Johnson, right? Yeah. yeah. They cycled. The, and Greg Monroe ended up being there for a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, that's why I just hope Wendell Carter ends up being like Al what was that? They just needed bodies. Yeah, because yeah. I think that was after like the Jimmy trade. Yeah. And they, they gave away Rocco and Sarich. Who's next? So really Horford is my eighth. Okay. Uh, number five. I mean, no, no. Number six, six for me is LaMarcus. Mm-hmm. That's my boy, man. <laughs> That's I love my boy. Him. You know what's so funny? Oh, no, you, no, no, no. Do y'all remember you that? We are uh, what? Six. Six. Okay. You remember uh, the story with that, that 55-point game he had yeah. against OKC? Yeah. And then we were at like we're the bowling, bowling alley. We were at the bowling alley, and Derek's like going crazy because they got the TV playing. And, and he's stuff. like, Derek is in his work fit, standing up, watching <laughs> yeah. the game, arms folded, yeah. screaming and stuff. He's got like a beer right next to him. <laughs> he, was, he was giving the team buckets that's on the TV. OKC. Yeah. Steven Adams could not contain him at all. Yeah. Al, uh, LaMarcus is also my six. I expected you to have him a bit higher just because nah. it seemed like with your list, you put your heart into it a little, <laughs> a little bit, which is fine. I had uh, to leave the bias at home. Okay. I respect that. Time. I respect that. <laughs> Uh, I, yes, I don't Marcus bring the bias son. to the table ever. Well, I don't know. I'm pulling the trailblazer thing you mentioned. Shit. CJ is the third best shooting guard. <laughs> like I mentioned, LaMarcus has been one of the most consistent players in the league for a decade. Um, he's st- not starting to get better defensively, but he has been better defensively since being in San Antonio, which is a great thing. Which Pop does to like every bad defender that he receives. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I do like LaMarcus a bunch, for sure. So he is my six. Uh, at seven. I have Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> How we get back on seven? He's reformed. Yeah, he reformed. Really, he forgot Lamarcus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have yeah, I have Vucevic. We all y'all talked about Vucevic. I yeah, have, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. I, I have Vucevic, Vucevic at six. Okay, okay. so and then you um, want to say that they didn't say because they kind of hit everything on the head for me. I just hope he can come back and do the same thing next year. I mm-hmm. hope it ain't like a. I don't want to say fluke because I don't think he's gonna fall off the face of the earth. But I hope that he can, you know. Uh, Keep his position in the top ten ranking if he can stay around that same level because I think I think the rest of the team is going to get better. I think no matter even if Jonathan Isaac isn't the most improved player or is crazy, I think he's just going to naturally get better. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Gordon is naturally going to get better, and I think that confidence and that taste of the playoffs is going to go a long way. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the roster; they're already like 
eight deep and you're and then the other ones are just kind of like you know we haven't seen we still have to see and then marco Fultz is one of those like we still have oh, to Bobby see Marco, yeah. right so i mean they could be deep you know if these x factors come in and i think they have a they have a lot of nice sprinkled older guys in there mm-hmm. with the, terrence yeah, ross and fournier fournier dj mm-hmm. augustine mm-hmm. we saw how he played that first game um so yeah i think i think they can have that same type of year like kb said could they trade for chris paul I would hope not. Why would they mess up their youth movement? I would say they had to give up youth. Who would they trade they for? Got, they got Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross. They got some bigger contracts. I'm just saying, could they yeah. financially? They could. I'm sure they could. Well, KC want the, like, wouldn't it be almost the same thing? I don't know what their, their Terrence Ross and those contracts are. It definitely in terms the same of like, thing because you're in the East, and I think that team has a lot more better talent than OKC. OKC don't have All-Star, right? No. no. At least Chris Paul come in with All-Star, like Nikola Vucevic. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon, you would hope to, could would be his Blake level. Griffin, <laughs> uh, yeah, Blake Griffin type player. Uh, I've so, been saying that just because they've been struggling to find a good yeah. point guard for years. Even and, though DJ Augustine was good last year. Um, six for me is Aldridge. You know what Aldridge do, man. He just he, he comes with it mid range, a three post up, whatever. I I think he's perfect for the Spurs right now. He's just yeah. like after the the. Uh, Tim Duncan. The Tim Duncan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's still giving that, yeah, that low post yeah. option they can still have. And they should be better this year. They'll have more guards. DeJounte Murray, uh, White should be more confident. Patty Mills is going to come in and spot up. They still have Bellinelli, if I'm not mistaken. Rudy Gay, uh, DeRozan. Uh, they drafted Kelvin Johnson. Uh, what's the, Looney, Lonnie Walker is back. So I think they could be a competitive team. Jacopoto should be playing behind LaMarcus. Uh Trey Lyles, I expect some things from. So I think that the, the Spurs are going to be in another year yeah. of where do you think they could be, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They might get disrespected a little, and then they're they going to definitely They definitely get some disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your six, Mike? You? Not for me. My so. number six was Bucci. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought he was. <laughs> he said they going to get some dis- disrespect because he's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that, yeah. Uh, my number six was Vucci Man, but we already okay. talked about it. So I'll go to number five. I got Rudy Gobert at number five. Me too. Me too. The ultimate, so da- too damn low. The ultimate rim protector. He's more than that. But I also have him at five. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we all got him yeah. at five. I thought you were about to say like you had him at number three or no, something. No, but I, I think his game speaks for himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the offense clearly isn't all the way there, but defensively. But you got to give him credit because he, he got up 16. Yeah. And, yeah. and he yeah, shot, I think, improved. highest field goal percentage in the league. I mean, you had another player. He had Ricky Rubio last year, but adding Mike Conley, who's nah. going to be probably a little bit more aggressive. Same thing with Donovan Mitchell. They're, they're probably going to be spoon-feeding him always. I mean, you got Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles is not a bad playmaker. They got a lot of playmakers. They got a lot of people that could just spoon-feed or spoon-feeding him. Yeah. Rudy Gobert's great. Mm-hmm. We don't have to say much more. Two-time defense player here back-to-back. Um, like another one of those players that may never actually end up being an all-star, but we know that he's one of the best centers in the league just because mm-hmm. of his defensive impact. And the all-star game is not about that. You know, how many great defenders make the all-star game? Not many. You know, it's usually about who can put the ball in the paint in the in the basket the most, which makes sense. It's a it's a highlight reel for the fans. That's what the all-star game is. Mm-hmm. Um, Rudy Gobert, not really a highlights type of guy, but Definitely the most impactful defensive center in the entire league. Some people may argue the best or the most impactful defensive player in the entire league, not just centers. Remember when Zebo made it? That was the All Star game. Yeah. Well, in that, in, that, in that era, like you also had like the David Lee's making it. You know, like those those players made the the All Star game. Man. David you know, David Lee had some game jumpers and everything though. And, and Rudy Gobert's out there, <laughs> sh- he's out there shooting threes, dog. He's out there shooting threes. Number four. four. My number four is Cat. I have Cat at number four also. Cat. I have Joel Embiid. Ooh! I love it! I love that there's some difference here. Because I was having the Joel Embiid versus uh, Jokic debate with myself mm-hmm. late last night. And I came to a conclusion. Uh, <clears throat> give me your reason why Joel Embiid is lower than um, Cardinal Towns. It has to be higher at this point. Uh, he just doesn't play basketball. I mean, he never he's never played over 65 games. Even in the playoffs, it's it's not like like if he had like a knee thing, mm-hmm. it would be like oh okay, damn that's unfortunate. But it's just he's kind of fragile. Um, right. It's knee, it's back, it's respiratory system, it's oh his diet, oh he he doesn't get enough sleep. It's all of these different things, and it it it's like if it didn't happen in the playoffs and you were just doing this during the season, it'd be crazy. But we even seen him miss games in the highest. Right, of and life. that and that's why I always my biggest thing was about. 
you know, him losing some weight and just getting his body right. Not yes. just because I, I just want to see him, you know, slim down and him be more faster, but that's literally naturally how you, you know, you're more healthy, you take care of your body, you can play more games because we want to see you on the court. I mean, when they played uh, Toronto, it was games where he literally, you can't play him because he's going through something. And now you're like, damn, we got to go through this, you know, without you. Health matters, man. Yeah. And uh, because of that and because of the history, he's he's was drafted five years ago, but mm-hmm. he only has three statistical seasons because this this injury stuff has been a part of his career early on and because of that I don't think the Sixers are ever going to allow him to play as many games to allow him to have that establishment like he can be an MVP candidate mm-hmm. I just don't I don't I don't think it's going ever going to happen uh but I do think that it's going to be beneficial that they have Al Horford because now he's going to be able to take those um Low man, yeah, and I think and things. Al Horford can also be kind of a mentor for Joel Embiid. Joel yeah. Embiid didn't really have yeah. that, you know, coming point. in, coming up. You yeah, know, he has it. somebody that, that can. Uh, what were those teams called? The, no, I, the the, uh, the Sam Hinkie day. Trust the process. Oh, the so, process. Oh, he really yeah. had like literally right. no mentors. Right. Nobody on those teams. Right. So now he has somebody that he can kind of go to for maybe big man type of advice or maybe even like a diet type of thing. Yeah, that's just a, just that's a little thing. He needs to be more physically fit. Mm-hmm. You know, he came into the league, he was a scrawny old kid, and then he put on weight, which what you that's what you need from your big man. Right. But he got to the point where he was like, oh, okay, putting on weight is cool. <laughs> I'm going to have another burger here. I'm going to have a, uh, a thing like that. So I really just think that if he got his body in shape, he is the best center in the league. No doubt about it. I don't think any of us question it. Yeah. I don't think any of us question it. But like you said, being healthy and, and being able to play uh, a majority of your basketball, it, it matters. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately for him, it matters because, like I said, it's not just a regular season thing like Kawhi, where it's just like low management. We see that the height of the playoffs, he ain't playing because his stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, he, does, he doesn't do his body any justice the way he flies around the damn court. But the, the reason why I personally have um, him over Carnegie Towns is because. Defense is his damn thing. Yeah, you can roll him out with four random players, and their defense is going to be solid because he can do that. Um, one of those guys that I don't know if he'll ever win a defensive player of the year, but he will always be in conversation because when he's on the court, the team is just so much better on the better on the defensive side of the ball. When with Carl Anthony Towns, his thing is the exact opposite. The offense is his, but in this state, I, I think I'm taking Joel Embiid's defense a little yeah. over Carl Anthony but, Towns' offense, even though. Um, you mentioned his defense. Joel is still like an over 24-point score. Yeah, he averaged 27 last season. Mm-hmm. It's just the the reason why Joel Embiid is not number one on my list is because of the games played and his health. If he mm-hmm. played 70 games plus the playoffs healthy, 100% he is my my number one center. Mm-hmm. Well, but number the, one? Yes, he yeah, is 100% number, my number one center. I'm right with you. But the fact that he can't do that yet, maybe he will. Hopefully mm-hmm. he will in his career is the reason why I have him at my number three. Yeah. And even if he don't play, even if he plays sixty five games this year, but he has a strong playoffs like Kawhi, I don't have to be the same height of Kawhi, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if he can come, then I, he would probably go up on my list too. But until then, if you, you know, it ain't it ain't this low management thing when you're in the playoffs and you're missing game four, game five type shit. Like uh, even in game one and two, I like, I don't I don't I'm tired of watching the playoffs. This is the second year in a row in the playoffs where he didn't he wasn't he had games where he wasn't there. They did the same right. thing against the Heat uh, two years ago. Then again, this year, like. But I was at game one against Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and Joel Embiid was a late decision, like literally um, late decision. Like he was warming up, but they wasn't sure, and then he took off his warm-up, and the crowd went wild. And he got in the game and gave Jared Allen three quick fouls in the first quarter. That's the type of player Joel Embiid is. Yeah. yeah. And um, that type it's of ridiculous. Player, if we can get that at a higher level, mm-hmm. more consistent basis, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, number one for sure. I think everybody would at least consider him being number one. What a, well, we need to talk about Carnthia Towns. Um, he is the offense of the the Timberwolves. Right. I think I made a tweet like two, three months ago. Like Carnthia Towns can be the MVP of this year's league, and if he can end up being a team leading that team to the playoffs, and obviously he's got to be a higher seed to do that. You know, he has the talent. Sometimes you question the motor, yeah, especially during the whole Jimmy Butler thing. But talent wise, Carthony Towns is one of is like he's one of the most yeah. talented big I think men he, in the league. He's very, ever. Not even just in this for that league right now. Team, ever. I think he's one of those like generational type players for them. Um like you said, you know, the questions about him with his motor and everything. I think that whole Jimmy Butler um situation, obviously it's not a good thing that, you know, they had all they went through that. 
but I think it was a positive. It reflected well on his not only his game, but just him as a person. I think he learned from it. And, uh, you know, he was talking about the situation that that happened. And he said that he felt like with Jimmy Butler in that locker room, he couldn't, you know, be the leader that he wanted to be Mm -hmm. with Jimmy Butler. And now that Colony Towns is, you know, their guy now, he can get his team to follow him because that's what he said. The reason why what made him so successful in his past years is that he kind of had that camaraderie on his team. Mm -hmm. And he thinks if he could work that into his new team, he could be more successful. And I think a lot of people did sour on Carl Anthony Towns. When you think mm-hmm. about what he did in the playoffs that one year. Was it against Houston they played? Yeah. yeah. Um, he wasn't very effective. And then the following season, With the whole the pe- Jimmy Butler thing happened. Yeah. So I think a lot of people do look at him a little bit worse than what he probably is. But, like, I'm looking at these numbers right here. There's not a single hole in his offensive game at all. He is top 70% at his position at everything. Long twos, mid-range twos, or uh, short twos. Uh, corner threes, just regular threes. Forty percent. He was their three. best three point shooter as their center. Yes, that's that's an insane thing and to say. Shoot, but he's shooting five of them. It ain't like yeah. he's just shooting two mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. making half. He's shooting literally five of them. He's my number three. What's his What's his uh, free throw attempts per game? It is uh, six. Not bad. percent. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, it ain't Joel and Joel Embiid. Right. right, and that's another center we talk about that he don't really got a, a very good or elite point guard that's with him mm-hmm. that can help him out. I mean, it's literally he getting those points off himself. Yeah, he doesn't really have a playmaker at all, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he finished. Yeah, one, but he didn't want to play with him. Who's that? Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy a playmaker? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is a playmaker. He is somebody that you can put the ball in the hand. You can put the ball in his hands, and he will make plays for your team. I back we both Google it. I back you up with that, dear. Okay, I would agree. I guess. I guess I can agree. How many assists you have? Four, four, four. Um, we gotta take a break. We gotta take a quick break. Yeah, I mean, Carl Towns is just my my number three. I think we just dis- discussed him. The forty percent from three is outrageous. Um, I want to see him have that that moment too, where he's like. Carlton Towns is legitimate. He's legit. Mm-hmm. He's an MVP discussion, and uh, I think that just goes into the argument where you just can't control your team and your situation. Right. Um, I think that's another situation where he, if he can help this team over succeed, it's going to give him more of that recognition. Yo, just because it's going to yeah. be more W's by his name. But if he doesn't, at the same time, I can't mm-hmm. really hold no against him. No, no, no. Yeah. It's kind of like the same with the Devin Booker thing. Yeah, it's like he's with the Timberwolves. And I mean, they just historically just haven't made good decisions to put people around their guys. I mean, they had Zach Levine, him, and Wiggins. I did not think that they should have traded Zach Levine. That was my personal thing. Maybe it's because I, I love Zach Levine. Thank you, Thibodeau. But, uh, you know, things like that is what now puts a player like Harrington <laughs> Towns in the situation he's in. Because you could, looking back, you could have had yeah. him, Laurie, Zach Levine, and Wiggins. Right. <laughs> that team is getting scored on 140 times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the good thing about the, the Timberwolves is – I mean, he's only 23 years old. Yes. And he's so young, and you, he, they have a time frame for him, especially, you know, in the West right now where it's so, so tough, especially after what just happened in the Warriors kind of losing their dynasty. But, I mean, you literally got like six six teams that are deep in that West. It's going to be hard to make, you know, make that come up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think he, I think he's in a good situation now. I think that there's some potential for that team. Jared Cove is there. We mm-hmm. obviously are always going to keep our eye on Wiggins. And he's just continued to get better. Uh, and I've seen an article from Coach Flanders, Saunders that said um, he wants to see him be better defensively in the pick and roll. So now he has a coach and somebody there who's going to actually push him. Not saying that Thibodeau didn't, but maybe Thibodeau had uh, the wrong approach. Thibodeau's trash. You know, so we shall see. <coughs> who y'all number three? I got Jokic at number three. I also have Jokic at number three. I got JoJo number three. Mm-hmm. I had to, I gave Joel and beat it just a notch. All right, let's have this. Let's have this conversation. This is what people want. Yeah. This is the real conversation. It's Which just, one of these players? It's just for the simple fact that I can trust him, like to give it to me offensively on a day to day basis. If, he, if, he, no, if no, he's no, playing, if he's playing, no defensively. You you, no, 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 you're no, gonna no. say defensively for that yeah. offense. You were talking about Jokic offensively. Got to be the best offensive big man in the yeah. entire league. Really? Yeah. No, you talk, I think I mean, B is one of the best post-up players in the league. He is. Oh, he that's, is. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's facts. That's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. singular, though. Post-players. We're the reason... A guy like average... 7.3 assists, mm-hmm. 11 rebounds. He's still giving you 20 points, even though you always talk about his aggression and him trying to score more. He's still giving you 20 points. You know where points. he did score more? <clears throat> the fucking playoffs. He averaged 25, 13, and 8.5. And 
I, I had a lot of things to say about yoga, about a lot of positive <laughs> things. I mean, the reason, for, for the reason, this is my reason for for putting Embiid over Nikola Jokic. Obviously, there's a health concerns, but when he does play, like Derek said, I, I don't really know how many people stop him. I, obviously, Al Horford had a pretty good go at it, mm-hmm. and we seen. He stopped yeah. himself. But, like, yeah. I, I hate having to put, I don't have to put an if by Jokic at all. Right. He put up, he played 80 games mm-hmm. and then 75 games the year before. There's yeah. no if when it comes to him. Right. 73 before, 80 before that. I don't have to say when he is on the floor. Man, I so, just know he's going to be there. So that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway on Joel Embiid. But, like I said, when he's on the floor, it's literally almost nobody who can guard him. And he's going to put, you know, big opposing big man in foul trouble. He's going to get to the line. He's going to put up 30. For Jokic to have a bad game because he does so much, man. Right. Even if he's giving you 11 points, he's going to give you nine assists, he's mm-hmm. going to give you eight rebounds. Yeah, he's not he's not a crazy shot block. He mm-hmm. has one almost won a game, but he also played for a big man. He has nice he hands and good feet. That's why getting one half is still a game. But right. I also I mean, agree I that, that Joel Embiid's kind of in a, in a similar way where even if he's not scoring the ball, he's impactful on the defensive side of right. the ball. Yeah. Like yeah. there there was one. I'm trying to find the game. There was one game where he was absolutely terrible on offense yeah. in the playoffs. But he had like a, a very good yeah. plus minus yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, let me see what game was that in the playoffs. Um do, 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 do. That was game two. Game two, he took seven shots, but he was he was a plus three, and his defensive defense was insane. Mm-hmm. Like five or seven blocks, I can't remember. Yeah, even even like game three, that's the big game. He put up thirty three. He was plus twenty one. Right. See, he was plus twenty one in a game. That's that was why close. Say, his, his, he's got to stay healthy because look just oh, how valuable he is on the floor. He could post up, especially in the playoffs when the game does slow down. He could post up. He could he could stretch the floor a little bit, even though he doesn't shoot that well from three. He's respectable. Let there. me let me please. Yeah. This is the game I was talking about. Sorry, um, game six. That mm-hmm. was a game that Philly forced to game seven. They won that game right mm-hmm. by eleven. Joel Embiid was a plus forty that game. Plus 40, and he only scored 17 points that game. So defensively, he just really put it together. Right. So that's why, like I said, I spent a lot of time like late at night trying to see who I want to put mm. more. Because it's not, oh, Jokic is up here and, and, and be yeah. there. It's literally yeah. like they're like right there. there. Yeah. It's like I mean, these are the top centers way. in the NBA. So exactly. you really can't you can't be mad at the fact that you're right there. For Jokic, yeah. I don't know. It's something special about him. You talk about a center that can generate offense like a point guard. Mm-hmm. You know. And in that playoff specifically, he really showed that he he could be you know the guy. Yeah, he yeah. showed that he could bully ball you for two for two buckets straight. He could come out and hit the three on you. He could post up, then he could come down the floor, hit somebody with a backdoor pass. He could really just pick you apart off or defensively. Yeah, he's yeah. like he did one of the um, <laughs> he pulled a Draymond Green where he like he was good in the regular season, but in the playoffs came around, he's like you know what I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a really really step it up. In the playoffs, mm-hmm. he was showing he could be the guy. Like yeah, the yeah. game. He as a center, he can still control the game enough and be your guy. Yeah, which is very rare in at the center position. And I guess we all have Anthony Davis as number one. We do. Is a no bueno. No, yeah. no I, bueno. I, I, love this, I love the situation. For Anthony he on those fans. He on those fans. He should have a chip on the shoulder. He's in a new situation where he's mm-hmm. you know going to be heading to the playoffs with actual promise. You know. Um, and I think he has to. I think Anthony Davis has to come out and hoop crazy. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people forgot how good he is. Um, and it's kind of – it feels like we ain't seen him in a while. <laughs> they, which is, which is, even because of those Pelicans games, he was playing. But at the same time, it's like they're probably not going to play him, especially yeah. at the end of the game. Yo, 20 minutes yeah, exactly. Us, they were playing him just because yeah. they had to. And then, and then in those games, he was still getting like 13 and 10 in like 20 minutes, 19 mm-hmm. minutes. So he better take advantage of this. Anthony uh, Davis Defensively, one. block champion. I think he's like three-time black champion, two or three-time black champion. He made the game look so easy to me. Mm. He just no, he's he's super fluid in yeah, every yeah. aspect of the game. Every aspect of the game, he does make things look incredibly simple, offensively and defensively. That's because when he was in college, he grew. No, 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 he grew before he got to college. Yeah, he was oh, in high school. He grew from a guard. Well, he was like six. Yeah, two, he was went from a guard to like six, six eleven, 11 yeah. which is crazy. I wish I had that. <laughs> oh, like, I wish yeah, I had that. <laughs> just coming to school one. Um, one summer, and you just like three inches taller. The oh, next yeah. summer, you're three more inches taller. Then like, yeah, that's why I keep telling these kids, man. We keep telling these kids. It's not just me. Like, it don't matter how tall you are. If you the tallest guy on your team, please work on your ball handling. Yeah, please just don't be doing hook shots because you may end up being six four, and you was not doing hook <laughs> shots at six four. I'm sorry. Unless you're Zebo. 
Well, he wasn't six four. He was like six seven, six eight. <laughs> Unless you Charles Barkley. Unless you dare. <laughs> Shit. Dare being at six three, post fading away. Oh man, I'm super excited for this upcoming season, Me man. Too. Bleach Report released this 15 minute Joe Engel highlight reel. I saw. And I sat down and watched 15 minutes of Joe Ingles. <laughs> and I was like, man, I missed this I so much. <laughs> Not exciting enough for you? No, I'll probably watch it eventually. I just wasn't in the mood to watch him. Joe Ingles is low key excited because you don't expect him to do. Yeah, just because he's so unathletic. Yeah, I know he'll put on some flashy shit. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> with the, like a behind the back bounce pass, yeah. or and something then he'll like that. he'll look at the crowd and talk trash. Like right. that's the type of stuff I like to see. And Joe Ingles did that. But that's that's the end of our rankings mm-hmm. for this yeah. upcoming season. Um, I got this thing right here. Okay, that shows the top scores of the past decade. Sure, we talking total or what we doing? Total points? Yeah, total or? points. I want y'all to okay. guess the 10. Some of these are easy, and some of these are like, damn, I ain't... Okay, total points. LeBron. Really? James Harden doesn't miss games. Okay, James Harden and LeBron are on the list. Y'all get two. Anthony KD. Davis. KD, yes. I don't know if Anthony Davis would be Anthony there. Anthony Davis is not. How many players are on this list, first of all? It's 10. Okay, 10. Okay, top 10. So we can just LaMarcus name. Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge is probably on that list. It's 10. LaMarcus Aldridge is on here. Yep. Um, How many is that, Four. <laughs> Yeah, that's four. Mellow? Mellow. Mellow yeah. is on the list. five. Interesting. Russell Y'all Westbrook. Still, yes. Interesting. Y'all still in there? Stephen Curry. Curry? Yes. <laughs> Kobe. No. Okay. I know he retired in 2013. I thought Seven maybe he was still. I have left. One, two, three. I have four more guys left. Somebody that's been consistent for a decade straight. Somebody that's been consistent for a decade straight. Um, Would. Uh, I think top point guard since y'all haven't said his name yet. Uh, Kyrie Irving? No. Come on, Dame. No. Dame came in in 2008, 2009? No, 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 no. Keep thinking. Top point guard. Y'all guards. might not like him, but he's a top point guard. Chris Paul. No. We may not like him. Who do we not like? Kyle Lowry. No. Who do we not like? Now <laughs> you throw him in. I haven't even all these point guards. They named him yet. That is crazy. Kemba? Okay, look at me. He's still, he's, at me. He's still in the league right now. John Wall. Somebody said Russell. No, it says James Harden. Nobody said Russell? I thought somebody, somebody did say Russell. I said Russell. I said Russell. Russell. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going about. I'm about yeah, to say We Russell. may not like him. What is that going for? <laughs> no, I just don't like Russell Russell. But okay. So yeah, somebody said one, Russell. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What's <laughs> <laughs> up? It's, it's, what is it? Guards, forward, centers? Uh, my mix. <laughs> okay. There's no centers. There's no centers. All active? There's no centers. Uh, two are active. One recently retired. Dirk. No. Pow. No. Damn. A guard. Oh, um, superhero nickname from Shaquille O'Neal, Flash. Oh, Dwayne Wade. Holy okay, shit. how do we not guess Dwayne Wade? Two more. They both active players. Um, I'm not telling y'all shit about that. One is a guard. One is a forward. Active. The forward I really like. I talk about him all the time. I compare myself to him. That just threw me off for real. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, what? Only forward I hear you compare yourself to is Ben Simmons. Nah, he's a point guard. This dude kind of has some Ben Simmons in him. He's just a forward. Oh, my God. Now you're about to make me think. Okay. We we going back, bro. I'm going back to He had a very good year last year. Like, all NBA year last year. Bro, he really he really got sure me stumped over name? here, bro. Because yeah. y'all just said it again. If y'all feel like y'all said names at the forward position, say it. At four? Forward, yeah. Forward, like three or four. Four, four, four. Come on, man. <laughs> For the last decade, Blake? Blake Griffin. Oh. oh. He is literally number 10. Oh, okay. Is that it? No, it's one more guy. We And, it's and the you guard. said it was a guard, right? This is a guard. We, Shooting guard, small forwardish, but he, we know him as a guard. Mm-hmm. For the last decade, he's been killing shit, huh? Joe Johnson. Nope. Okay. He, remind, he could be in that lane, though, for this generation. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. Oh, I literally looked at DeMar DeRozan's name and was like, nah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, that, that, were, that, that was some surprising names. Mm-hmm. I also want to uh, announce the, the guy that wanted the free 2K from me. His name is Josh underscore A-R-N-D-T. Josh Arndt. Looks like he goes to Syracuse. Hey, shout out Josh. He got the free copy of 2K, which must be dropping in two days. I can't wait. So, Josh, as soon as you see this, hit me up. DM me. Uh, DM me on Twitter because that's where I see your profile at. I don't know it's you. Um, Everybody that joined, thank you. I'm going to 
continue through this. When the hell did Kobe get that earring in his hand? I don't know, but that's fly. That was 2009. I do not remember that. See, that's what talking about. He just be recognized. He said he talking about, oh, that was 2009. It is. When in the finals against the uh, um, against the White. That's 2009, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, he be like that. But it. yeah, I'm going to continue to do stuff like this throughout the season. It may not be a 2K, but you may get a little gift card. It better here. be that Legend Edition, too. Uh, <laughs> I damn near thought about not buying it for myself. I'm like, this ain't Legend Edition. Yeah, I did a giveaway, too. I am A guy named Gavin. He's like, you giving me the regular or the or the, the limited or the whatever, the legend is. I'm like, bro, if you don't get the fuck out of here, you don't take this regular edition <laughs> yeah, to get out of here. You get a regular. It's a free season. The six dollars right. you take the money to purchase put it on VC. You can put half of that or a quarter of that into the VC. Facts. Simple. Uh, but that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. You would give somebody like a car and you're like, is it a Benz? <laughs> oh, no, my gosh, it's Toyota. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but I did give him the extra money for the VC, so he didn't get the legend okay. edition. But oh got, yeah, I did see it. It wasn't like seventy five. I gave him seventy five. Okay, okay. big buck. So was that like twenty thousand VC? Yeah, that's a good start, you know, from zero at I least. I thought about it. I'm like, damn, I'm about to buy three two Ks. So giving him one, I'm buying one for the Xbox, buying one for PlayStation, two Ks. <laughs> Y'all better start cutting the check. I got I got a story <laughs> to tell about two K twenty once we get to the after show. Let's get to it then. Peace. <laughs>